0: enjoy the show. Welcome to Healthcare Business Radio. This is your host, Javier Carlin. And today I have a very special guest, Carissa in the house. So happy to have you here. Carissa is a physical therapist, a registered dietitian and brain health trainer who's passionate about empowering people to keep their mind sharp and body fit to age without limitation. Carissa, thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to have you.
1: Thanks, Javi. It's uh, great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course, of course. So, Chris, I think it'd be awesome if you could just share a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today.
1: Sure. Um, So, I initially went to school to be a registered dietitian. Um, I had big dreams of helping people prevent chronic illness and um, just, you know, people help people stay active throughout their lives. And I was always really interested in sports and exercise, nutrition. And so that automatically kind of led me into that field of, of nutrition. And then as I got out into the dietetic world, I realized that prevention was really a tough area to be in. It was a tough sell. And I started looking a little bit into the physical therapy field. Um, it actually stemmed from, uh, my grandmother had gotten ill and she, um, ended up having to have physical therapy. And I saw the physical therapist working with her. And I thought, you know what, I think I'm going to look at this direction. uh, And maybe I can complement physical therapy with the nutrition at some point in my career. And so I started looking into physical therapy and realized, okay, I'm going to take the approach of helping people after they've had an injury or have gotten sick and help them to recover. And then maybe I can kind of bring in that prevention piece so that in the future they can avoid further injury, further chronic illness. And, um, and so I went on to physical therapy school and most of my career, I have worked as a physical therapist uh, in an outpatient, outpatient uh, setting. And I kind of incorporated my nutrition background throughout my career with my patients. I realized that it was in the traditional healthcare model to be a dietitian and a physical therapist kind of at the same time doesn't really work. Um, So I just kind of on the side did a little bit with nutrition and then used that with my, my clients in the clinic. And um, you know, then as I worked for many years, I just started to really see that prevention piece that there were people that were interested in prevention. And also after they, they had an injury or or an illness that they wanted to know more about what they could do to prevent in the future. And so that brought me back to, um, to prevention. And I became a brain health trainer because I got interested in, uh, you know, as we age, the ability to stay independent is really dependent on our mental health and also our physical health. And, So I started kind of delving into that and then decided to go out on my own with a mobile practice and help people to stay independent in their homes and, you know, continue to be active and challenge them cognitively so that their minds stay sharp and they stay physically active so they can continue to live their lives and stay as active as they want to be as they age.
0: I love that. I love that. So you've got the physical component. You've got the nutrition component and you've got the brain, uh, which is, I think it's so, so amazing that you've covered literally like the the top, the top pieces, uh, important, important to health uh, and wellness. And I I love that so much. You have just so much experience. And uh, so you have your, you have your mobile practice now. How, how long have you had it now for?
1: So it's been about five years and it started
0: very very small,
1: literally one client um, was interested in continuing what we had been working on in physical therapy, kind of graduated. And, you know, and just, I would get clients that would say, can I, can I keep working with you? And, you know, I've been a therapist for almost 20 years, and I love to see that now young therapists are being empowered to go out on your own, because that was not the case when I was a young therapist. It was like, you got to pay your dues. You got to, you know, you got to work in the clinic. You have to get more experience. And also the fear of all the risks with, oh, you know, well, you can't do that. You can't charge for this. You can't, you know, there was just this kind of overwhelming abyss of what you can and cannot do. And I started really thinking about it, but you know, I've gone to school for this. I have skills that can help people. Why can't I do what, what a personal trainer is doing? Why can't I do more than that for, the, for these people? And so I just, um, it started out with that one client that asked that question. I had many before that where I thought, well, I don't think I can do that. And I just, I went to my supervisor at the time and I said, you know, here's the, here's the deal. Like, I think I can still help this person. Um, they're, they're not, they don't need skilled therapy anymore. And he was very supportive and he said, go for it, you know, just cover all your bases and and look into what it takes to start a business and do this ethically and uh, legally and all those things. And so that's how it all started with just the one client. And then um, it was all, it's all been referral based from there.
0: That's so awesome. I think, you know, it's uh, so, so many things to pull out of that story. And I feel like a big one is you, you actually told your supervisor and they were supportive about it. Like, that's amazing. A lot of people don't have that. And I think a lot of people, they end up listening to someone else or someone tells them, no, they can't do that. And then their entire dreams out the window. Um, right. But the, the fact that you had like that person say, hey, yeah, like do it, like learn about it and run with it. Um, that's so cool.
1: Yes. And then when you start seeing the results that you're providing people, And you think, well, this is what I, this is what I should be doing. I don't have to be, you know, in this box of just waiting for a physician referral. And I also can go out of, of, you know, the realm of physical therapy that we're very trained to address wellness issues and prevention and all those things. And we're, we're very educated to do those things. And I think a lot of times therapists just get a little nervous about is that, you know, can I do that, even though I feel like I can. And so it's, it is great to have someone that would support you in that. But then also, like I said, it's great to see that now it is more being promoted. And and it's more empowering for physical therapists to to get into these kind of non-traditional
0: roles. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so good. And, and so, so for you, I know the past five years has been all rainbows and butterflies and you've had no challenges and, you know, no ups and downs. Everything's been totally perfect. Just like it is for every single person that goes into entrepreneurship. (laughs) <laughs> but if, if you'll, if you'll speak to, and by the way, guys, we're being a little bit sarcastic here, the, nothing uh, is ever a hundred percent perfect and there's always going to be ups and downs. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so, so can you tell us a little bit about what your journey has been like, you know, um, maybe some of the, uh, like the great points, like amazing, you know, components of, of entrepreneurship for you. And maybe some of like, uh, quote unquote, like biggest failures at, that you've learned from? Cause I think that's always so helpful for other people to learn from as well.
1: Yes. I would say that, um, it's been kind of, it's up and down, you know, you don't have, you have to keep working to, to find new clients or to keep the ones that you have. And, you know, so it's not always this, this uphill, you know, um, everything keeps getting better, better, better. You're going to have ups and downs. So you have to expect that and be prepared for that. Um, I will also say I think of a, a, a very um, good lesson I feel like I can give as a older therapist, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, you know experiencing these ups and downs is the feeling that you know when you when you get started and you kind of get comfortable with you know a certain amount of, of clients and then. For me, it's always been sort of a little side gig. So I've always had worked registry or I worked part-time. And so when I went to switch to registry at the hospital, doing outpatient and acute, and then have my side gig, I really felt like, okay, I want to go all in with this. I want to see more clients. I don't want to continue at the hospital. I want to just keep seeing my clients and build it up. But there's, there can be that underlying fear of what if it doesn't work out? What if I fail? And so there was many times when, and I really felt like it was every time that I said, okay, I'm going to go for it. Here's the hospital saying, oh, we have an opportunity for you to work the next three months in, you know, your registry position full time. So then it's that easy way out. Cause it's like, oh, well, that's a sure thing. That's easy. I should just do that. And I did that for a long time. And so I would encourage anybody that kind of keeps going back to that easy road. If you really want to do this and you have a passion for it, go all in with it. Even if we're talking about go all in with it being a side gig, you know, you don't have to, to be the, you know, the million dollar business if you don't want to be, but don't give up your side gig. If that's what you want to do to trade it back, to go to what's easy and I did that for many years and it really in this last year is when I said to myself, I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, I'll pick up hours here and there, but when I get an opportunity to go really full-time in registry or offered a part-time position, I'm just not going to do it because I don't want to have that option anymore. Like you have to take that option off the table if this is what you really want to do.
0: That is so powerful. I think, I think that's so great that you share that. And there's this concept of like, of, of burn the boat because if you burn the boats so you you're on the island, like you're, you're there, like you can't go anywhere uh, and you mm-hmm. have no option, no way out. And I think, I think that, that even, even if you don't physically do that in terms of leaving your job and going all in on your business, right from the start, the, I think you said, what you said is so key, the, in your mind, that has to be the case because it's so easy for us, like our our even our brain, right? Since, you know, we're talking about brain, brain and brain right. health, it's it's wired for survival and safety. So our brain naturally looks for the easiest, most comfortable option, uh, even though it might not give us the most rewards or the most rewarding life or the things that we truly want. So I think that's so, so key to, to going with that mindset. And I think a lot of people, um, to your point, end up kind of, being in between. And then the business, the side hustle doesn't ever grow. And the reason is, is because of, of that exact reason, you we were never fully committed to, mm-hmm. to going all in. And I, you know, I joke around um, at times with trainings that we do. And with Marissa, it's, you know, if I told Marissa, I looked her in the eye and said, Hey, babe, I'm like, you know, 75% committed to you, that would not go so well. And, you know, it wouldn't be a successful relationship and we wouldn't be getting married. It would just not work. Right. <laughs> right? The result yeah. would be very different. Uh, and I think a lot of people kind of do that with their career and their business and then wonder why it's not working out. Right. Know? Yeah. So I think that's, I'm so glad you brought that up. That's, that's, that's gold for everyone listening right now. Like, take that in, let it sit, sink in. Yeah.
1: And, and also that it's okay that if you just want a side gig, that that's okay. Yeah. Because I, I think too, sometimes people, you know, they, they see all, I mean, in our field, we have people doing amazing things mm-hmm. and you have to decide what your situation is um, and what you want out of it and, and go for that. And then if it becomes more great, or if you say, you know what, I have this huge dream and then go for that, you know? So it's just, you, you got to look at yourself and not compare also to others be motivated by others, inspired by others, but also really take a hard look at what you're willing to do in your life and, you know, and also what you're passionate about and then take it from there.
0: Yeah. I love that. And so, so with, with all of that, you know, and, and going into entrepreneurship and having the side hustle and, and growing it from there, what, you know, would you say if someone asked you, like, has it been, has it been worth it? And, and what have been like those, components of it that you're like, I wouldn't trade this for the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it has been totally worth it. I think just the sense of self-accomplishment that I was able to to figure it out and was able to to actually do it um, and make a difference in people's lives is, is one huge thing. Um, but also just, you know, going for it so that I have the flexibility in my life. You know, I have a a six year old daughter. So I just, you know, I wanted to have, still make a difference in people's lives, but also have the flexibility to be a mom and to, to spend the time that I want to spend, um, with my child. So I, I think it, yeah, it's just, you know, at this point I do ha- you know, it's kind of changed for me. It's really been the side gig and I've been very happy with that, but then it kind of changes as your life changes. And now I want it to be a little bit more than that. You know, now that my daughter's in school and, and that I can do, do more with the business. So, you know, you can always change your path along the way as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's also, again, just full of, full of gold today, Corey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so key is, is knowing that and being intentional about what you want and why you want it. And also, you know, based on certain factors, life factors, right? Everyone is so different kids, no kids, house travel. Like there's so many different factors that come into play. And I think understanding that, Hey, just like the, what, what they say, right. The, the one constant in life is change and things will change. And at some point you may have some more time, you may have more time and energy to devote to the things that you wanted to accomplish. And, and that's okay. Right. Whenever that time does come. So um, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. And so, so for, for kind of looking, looking back in time, If you had a time machine, were able to travel back, you know, maybe five, 10, 15 years ago, what, if anything, would you do differently? Or what would you tell yourself, your past self?
1: I think I would have started earlier with with the side gig and seeing clients on my own. Um, You know, it's, it's kind of funny because I went to a conference and I can't remember the year but it was called vision 2020. (laughs) And it was, I mean, it was probably early 2000, like, let's see, maybe 2006 or eight or something like that. And I remember going and there was a therapist there that had a cash practice. And I thought, you can do that. You can have a cash practice, you could do wellness, you know, and, and all those things. And I just, I left that conference, you know, just on fire that I was going to, do all these things, and then you know, then the, you know, doubt sets in of well, how do I do that, and in really, you know, is that successful, and all those things, and then going into that easy road of back to the hospital, and I'm you know making decent money, but I'll figure that out later, kind of thing, and so I think that I definitely wish I would have started earlier. Number one, um, also, I would say a, another big piece to learn from is not being afraid to take a risk. And I think as physical therapists, you know, I'm just, because I can speak to that, there is so many roadblocks put up in, in front of you of you. Oh my gosh, you were, you got to worry about HIPAA. You got to worry about legal things. Can you do this? Can you do that? And I would say, you know, there's going to be risks in everything in life. You do your best to minimize those risks, but if you never take a chance and you worry so much about the, the bad things that are going to happen, you'll never be able to do the good things. And so that would also be looking back my advice to, you know, therapists, dietitians that want to go out on their own, that, you know, look to the people that are doing it and that are changing lives and, you know, and don't worry so much about the risks. Again, do the things you need to do to, to you know, legally go forward and, and ethically, but there's always going to be some risk to going forward with a business for sure.
0: Yeah, and yeah, that that's so true. And I like to add one thing to that because it, it does come up often, and I think it does hold a lot of people back in, in moving forward in their life and business. And I feel you know it's interesting because I I asked a question uh, a few weeks ago, and it was about the number one thing that holds people back from going full time in their business, and one of them was. Uh, health insurance as an example. Right. And it's like, oh, what with the risk of not having health insurance? And it was interesting. Cause I, I asked a few people, I'm like, Hey, like, so, you know, based on your research, like what would health insurance look like for you uh, if you were on your own? And they're like, oh, I had no idea. And it's, it's so interesting. Cause we fear something that we don't actually, and the reason we fear it is because we don't understand it. And the reason we understand it is because we haven't even looked into it. And, and yet we have this fear and whether it's that fear or it's something else. And we're using that as like a smoke screen for what it really is, you know, just to let everyone know, like, and obviously again, everyone, different factors, family, uh, you know, health, all of it is different. I get that. But for myself and Marissa, right. We pay $150 a month each like, that's what you're already paying at what most people are already playing at work. right? And so for yeah. some, it's even less. <laughs> so, so I think, I think that's important to know. It's like, if there is a risk, like understand the risk and see, and you'll start to realize that it's actually not that risky. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. exactly. Um, right. It yeah. really
1: isn't. You know, yeah. and especially with what, what we do, you know, it, yeah. it really is pretty low risk, you know?
0: So yeah. Totally, totally. And I know you, one, one other thing that was very um, key that you said was the idea of, of starting sooner and not waiting. And I feel like for a lot of people, um, like you go, to, you, you, go to, you go to an event, you go, whether it's virtual or in person, you know, you, you do something, you feel really good about it. You like feel like all oh, this burst of energy, the best time to take the next action is right there in that moment. Because and, and it's just even if it's a small commitment, a small action step, the best thing you can do is is take that next step. Um, because like you mentioned, as soon as as we allow time to pass, that's when the doubt, the negative thoughts, the people telling us things, not because they they want to hurt us, but because in their mind they're they're keeping us safe and taking care of us, right? That's where all uh, all that that time that we allow, that's where all of that starts to creep in, and that's what holds people back. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. You said that so good. So for you kind of looking, looking down the line, you know, what are some of your plans? Like what, what do you envision for one, maybe two years down the line in your life and business?
1: So when I'm looking forward now, I do want to continue seeing clients um, like I'm doing now. I want it to be you know, on my terms and in flexible in a schedule where I'm not, you know, seeing clients, 10 clients a day or anything like that. So I still want that piece of it where I'm in person, but I envision my business growing in a way where I can help a lot more people on a bigger scale. And that would be through, you know, programs and, you know, maybe webinars and, and things like that, where I can reach a broader group versus just, um, you know, just seeing clients one-to-one. So that's my goal for the future as, you know, with my daughter being in school, now I have a little more flexibility to um, to grow this. And, you know, with the pandemic, obviously, I think a lot of us learned that in-person business um, and a service type business is is difficult when when something like that happens. So you have to have other areas of revenue in your business where you're helping people in different ways so that, you know, when things change in the world or maybe in your life that you are prepared. And so that's going forward. That's what I want to develop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I know we talked about this a little bit, you know, before, before jumping on the podcast episode and, um, you have some really awesome ideas and I'm, I'm so excited for you, uh, to, to take that next step and, and make them happen. Cause I, I think, I think you're onto something big. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, go, going through through life, is, this relates to any aspect of life. Um, we have, you know, we have mentors, we have guides, we have people who have supported us and helped us along the way. Heck, the, the supervisor that said, hey, go for it, right? That, that person in your life made a big influence, right? Even if it seems small in the moment, huge. Um, yeah. so, so like that that person was missing in someone else's life and that might be why they're still you know, you know, in the nine to five and haven't started yet. So for you, you know, can you tell us about a mentor that has influenced your life?
1: Uh, Well, I had several over the years. Uh, I think going to that conference, you know, that vision 2020. Yeah. uh, I think that uh, Jennifer Gamboa is her name. You know, I followed her for a long time and, and I kind of, um, you know, see her as someone to aspire and aspire to be like Um, but also over the years seeing the therapists that are are doing things differently you and marissa have been huge mentors in my journey you know to take the business from in person to to seeing that you know just the just being uh, um, exposed to people doing things that aren't one-to-one um, has been huge for even just my thought process going forward um, and then also Greg Todd is a huge um, mentor to me just online seeing the things that he's doing and all the therapists that he is influencing doing things that are honestly different than you know my colleagues and friends I don't have really any that are out on their own and even you know, either don't even want to, or they don't think it's even possible. So there, it's not like, oh, everybody's doing that, doing this. Sometimes I, I think that because I surround myself with people who are, are doing things that are different and non-traditional things and, and that are entrepreneurs and, and things like that. So I'm starting to think like, oh, everybody's doing this now. And then <laughs> I get around like actual real people. <laughs> I'm like, What are they doing? Um, Yeah, I I didn't know you could do that. So, um, you know, surrounding yourself with those mentors that, you know, and and really investing in yourself, because you can spend a lot of time, and I have been, uh, you know, guilty of this, of trying to do everything myself. And I think as when you're in a field where you, um, you know, are credentialed, and you are in charge of a patient's care you kind of feel like, okay, I can figure all this out myself. And sometimes it's, well, not sometimes, it's always better to find people who are already doing it and then invest in that so that you can move that needle a lot quicker than you trying to figure everything out yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's that. Yeah, that's good. I think a hundred percent. And it's so, it's so interesting because, you know, and all those, I find, I find with, with like the people in our life, the mentors, people that we stumble across, it's so, it's, it is so inspiring and it's so interesting. Like what you said is so true about uh, realizing that, wait a second, not everyone is in this world, in this space. And you start to notice the thought process, the belief systems, all these different pieces of, of who we are um, and how much we've changed. And, you know, I was talking to Greg uh, one day and I, we were at an event together and I was listening to the, the speaker and he said a couple things and I was like, oh my God, that's brilliant. And then I, I turned to Greg and I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, this is amazing, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, yeah, I've been trying to tell you that for like two years now. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right. You have, I'm like, what's wrong with me? He's like, Javi, he's like, Javi, nothing's wrong with you. Right You've been thinking a certain way at that time I was about 25, 26. You've been thinking that, that, that way for about 25 years or 20 because when I started actually knowing, know, knowing what I was thinking, maybe even later. Uh, <laughs> but you've been thinking this way for, for X amount of time. and you've been essentially trained and conditioned to believe a certain way to think a certain thought. and you know, how long have you been learning from me and, and people in this industry? And I'm like, oh, like just a year two years. And he's like, that's it, right? It it does take time to to start to like reset and replace the thoughts, the behaviors, the actions that we take. And we're not always going to get something the first time we hear it. It's through repetition that it starts to stick and make sense. And then we take action on it. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, So. Yeah so so anyway that that story came up in my mind and and hopefully it helped someone but i think it's so true uh, and i think we have to give ourselves that grace too to realize this is it's a process you know
1: yeah definitely yeah it's interesting how you can hear the same message at different points of your life or yep. even different days and then that's it's like the light bulb goes off and you think wait i have heard that before but it just it didn't stick with me
0: yeah We weren't ready, ready to receive it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Awesome. So uh, as we wrap up here, this has been so much fun. Do you mind sharing with our audience where they can uh, learn more about you, your work? uh, If you have anything, anything going on, you know, uh, any events or uh, trainings, uh, we would love to hear about them.
1: Sure. My business is called My Body Mechanic, and you can find me at mybodymechanic.net is my website. Uh, I also have a Facebook group called Aging Well Action Plan, uh, Brain Health and Balance. So in that group, we focus on um, all things brain health related to lifestyle changes. And, you know, my the big thing with the way I approach lifestyle changes is realistic changes, because I I think we can all be overwhelmed with all the things that are thrown at us, whether it be the nutrition pieces of it or the physical activity pieces of it. And you just end up doing nothing because it's just like, what am I supposed to do? So that's why I called it action plan, because I want to break it down into actually action steps that you can take even small habits that you can change that can help your brain, um, and lower your risk for cognitive decline and keeping you active as you get older. And so those are, those are the two main places to, to find me. My personal, um, profile on Facebook is Carissa. Carissa Todd Kiefner. And so you can friend me there and, um, I'm happy to help anyone with anything related to brain health or, um, aging actively.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So any of you listening right now, if you know anyone, um, you know, I believe 60, 60 plus that wants to maintain or regain a sharp mind and fit body as they age, uh, Carissa is your girl. So (laughs) thank you so much. Uh, this has been so amazing. And, uh, for everyone listening, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn how to build a successful business. So I have something special just for you. If you are a healthcare expert who is in business or is aspiring to be, and you're curious about how to grow a profitable, impactful business, then you are going to want to pay attention because as a listener of this show, I want you to win. So I've created a bundle of resources exclusively for the listeners of Healthcare Business Radio. impact more people, and build a business that works for the lifestyle that you want and that serves your family at the highest possible level, head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com forward slash insider right now so you can win big in your healthcare business and in life.